You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 244. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. Today, we're tackling an important topic around transformation with the PMO. We want to look at maximizing your PMO's value and how you need to shift from a support function to a strategic business partner supporting your executives as they try to deliver on the organization's strategy. Now, whether they know it or not, they need you to be a part of this process. So I want to make it as easy for them as possible to see you as the strategic impact driver and change driver that they need. So we're going to talk a little bit today about how you can elevate your role as a PMO or other strategy delivery leader and help your executives see the value you're driving so that you can get a seat at the strategy table, helping them to really create the change they need to create in their organization. So to do that, we need to understand the way that the executives see the PMO role today. Now, over the last several weeks, we've been talking about data from a very important survey that is done on an annual basis called the PMO Outlook Report, run by Keaton and now Cyforma. And the reason it's so important we spend time on that data is it is representative of what we hear in the industry when we talk to executives, PMO leaders, project professionals about the role the PMO is and should be playing. And unfortunately, a lot of executives don't really understand what the PMO is supposed to be doing, like we talked about last week and over the last several weeks. We have confusion about resource management challenges. We have confusion about role clarity, about what the PMO is and is not supposed to be doing. And frankly, when executives say, oh, it's a mix of a bunch of things, that's code for, I don't really have any idea what this team is supposed to be doing. So we've got to close that gap if you want to have a seat at your table. So let's start by looking at how PMOs are operating today and how we can close that gap. Many begin as project or program administrative functions because, like we've talked about here on the podcast before, executives say projects are taking too long and costing too much. It must be project management's problem. And so they hire a person that they put in a role to either fix quote-unquote project management or replace it with something else, I don't know, maybe called agile, which aka is just another way to implement projects. And they keep seeing the same challenges over and over again because they are addressing the symptoms, not the root cause. Your implementation methodology is not your problem. If projects are taking too long and costing too much, there's work that needs to happen before the projects ever start. No matter your implementation approach, if you want those projects to actually achieve the intended business results. As we talk about a lot here, the strategy lifecycle doesn't begin with project execution. It begins with setting that strategy and those projects up for success before they've ever started. So when PMOs start as a project or program administrative function, focusing on the tactical checklist of deliverables, managing resources, monitoring budgets, enforcing processes and standards, they are continuing to reinforce the brand that the project management office or the program management office or the portfolio management office or the product management office or the agile management office or whatever you want to call it is simply an administrative overhead function. And that's why we have this terrible brand in the industry around PMOs. 
or whatever you call your strategy implementation team. Executives are sick of getting what they've asked for. That's right. Executives keep asking for projects to be fixed because they think that's what's the problem. But then when project people try to fix the project problems and can't because that's not where the problem really sits, then you end up in this vicious cycle of executives saying projects are still taking too long. They're still costing too much. It must be the people because they clearly don't know how to fix this problem. And that's where you start switching from, you know, whether it's a traditional project implementation approach to a more agile or iterative approach, whether it's moving from projects to products. By the way, anyone that's ever told you you don't need project management because you have product management doesn't understand the difference between the two. You need both. Products are the deliverables your organization creates to serve the market. Projects are the changes that you do to those products to make them achieve those business goals. You need both. Let's be honest here. So what happens is executives and other stakeholders say, well, that wasn't working, that project administrivia, so I must need a totally different approach. And by the way, I'm going to shove all of my own processes and structure at this and poof, guess what? We're going to keep having the same problem. I'm so frustrated by this because everybody's looking in the wrong place and then wondering why they keep having the same problems over and over again. I mean, this doesn't just happen inside organizations. Sadly, a lot of consulting companies out there, especially the bigger ones, go in with the same approach. They bring in their cookie cutter project process and templates and frameworks and methodologies and just keep shoving project management capabilities at a business problem. The way you're going to maximize your PMO's value is to stop solving project problems and start solving business problems. Staying eternally in the project support zone can significantly limit a PMO's potential impact and influence. We must ask ourselves honestly, are we just keeping the lights on by throwing more templates in process? Or should we be illuminating the path forward to help our organization achieve its strategic objectives? I believe that most PMO leaders intuitively recognize that they could be playing a much more strategic role But old perceptions die hard. Executives still view PMOs as departmental helpers and administrative overhead rather than potential architects of enterprise transformation. And it's up to us to change that perception. In my upcoming book, The Impact Engine, that you'll learn more about listening to this podcast and get early access to some cool resources if you are part of our newsletter, Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash news. I talk to PMO and other transformation leaders about what they're doing today, why it's not working, and what we need to do differently if you want to get your seat at the table. If you actually want to help drive real transformation in your organization, if you actually want to accelerate strategy delivery, this is the path to take. So you will be hearing a lot more about that in the coming weeks and months as we get into book launch season. So look forward to more on that. But in the meantime, I want to give you a little bit of a hint of some things you can be thinking about. First, let's look at the strategic potential of PMOs. When PMOs are envisioned at their highest capacity, they have the potential to shape business strategy itself by aligning project outcomes, directly to the strategic goals, market needs, and future growth plans of an organization. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, yeah, but that's not the space I sit in. I'm not a strategic PMO leader. 
Well, yeah, you are if you're doing it right. A strategically integrated PMO operates as the central nervous system to the business, attuned to understanding the strategy, helping to drive smarter decisions, and being smarter about assessing environmental signals coming from customers, competitors, industry trends. And that kind of a PMO is able to course correct project priorities to match the business imperatives as they come in and shift in real time. This type of future-oriented PMO essentially serves as the engine catalyzing innovation initiatives and strategic transformation across the enterprise. And yes, you can also just manage the day-to-day departmental projects and still be driving toward these bigger picture strategic goals. Now think about that from your executive's perspective. What could be more integral and vital to the dynamic environment that is your organization and the strategic goals it needs to drive. This evolution in this direction of becoming that central nervous system or impact engine for an organization can see PMOs transforming from cost centers and administrative overhead into true powerhouses of value creation. So what do you need to do to get there? Let's cover some of the key steps to transitioning to becoming a strategic partner. If this vision resonates with you and you're ready to transition your PMO into being more of a strategic asset, where would you want to start? Well, here's some things I think can help you right away. Things that you can start thinking about and doing today, this week, this month. First, you need to intimately align your PMO's objectives, the organization's mission, the strategic pillars, and the long-range plans. The goals of the organization need to be the goals of your PMO. Now, this can span one year, multiple years, or even much longer than the typical project scope or timeline. So you need to become fluent in speaking the language of the strategy and what you can do to help the organization achieve that strategy. If you are not sure how to do that, We talk about that a lot on this podcast, and everything we do is about helping you align with that strategy lifecycle. Second, I want you to closely engage with your senior leadership team to understand their vision and their WIFM, what's in it for me, and how the PMO's project portfolio, which by the way, should be derived from that strategy, from the products and from the changes required to those products, can be best supported by your team. You want to get their input to inform project prioritization and strategic alignment, but you do not want to ask them what the PMO should do for them because they don't know. They're not the experts. You want to know what the PMO should do? It's the things that I cover in these podcast episodes and what we talk about in the Impact Engine book. Now, if you don't want to wait for the book to come out, you should be inside the Impact Engine system right now, today, this very minute. If you want to learn more about that, you can just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash IES. That is the program that this book is based on. So if you need the answers today and you want to maximize your PMO's value, you can fast track all of this and just pause right now, go get into the Impact Engine system, and you're going to have the answers step-by-step on exactly what to do, in what order, why that matters, and how to specifically do it for your organization. No cookie-cutter nonsense. Every PMO needs to be as unique as the business problems it's solving for that organization. And that's why I can't tell you on a podcast that your PMO must do these five services. 
I can absolutely tell you that you need to start in the strategy definition stage and solve problems there first before you ever start trying to solve strategy execution problems, aka fixing project management. Why? Because if you start at the front of the strategy lifecycle and fix things there, like prioritization, strategic alignment, getting that success criteria clearly defined, getting your stakeholders on board and aligned, building those strong relationships with those business partners you're working with to deliver on their strategy, then you're going to have a lot fewer problems in the project execution stage. And you'll see this positive ripple effect of change where you didn't even have to go fix project management at all. Now, of course, there are probably some templates and process you need, but you never, ever, ever start there. That I can tell you. But can I tell you whether or not your organization should focus on prioritization or risk management or strategic alignment? No, because that's something you have to answer by finding out where the problems are in your organization and the root causes of each of those problems. Okay, so those are a couple of things you can start doing. Third, I want you to take responsibility to develop a detailed understanding of your business, the industry, the market you're in, the customer needs, the competitive forces around your company. Who are your competitors? What are they doing? And what technology disruptions are likely to impact your business over the coming years? While there will be scenarios that maybe you can't actually plan in time, like a global pandemic, as far as how your response is going to be in as an organization, you can absolutely look at what your competitors doing, what the market's doing, and figure out what your customers actually want you to solve for, and then figuring out how you can educate your team and keep in mind what the customers are actually desiring as you look at how you support the implementation of that strategy through projects. The more you know about what your organization does to serve its market and the customers, the more you're able to ensure that the projects that are delivered to realize those business strategies actually achieve those intended benefits in a way that makes them worth doing in the first place. So first, we talked about getting to know the organization's mission and strategy and creating alignment with that, engaging closely with your senior leaders, taking responsibility yourself and for your team to understand the business. Fourth, you can encourage your team to evolve their own mindset from narrow project checklists to considering the why and strategic impact behind each initiative. You want to make sure that your team sees the big picture. And if you understand the strategy and the customers and what you do to serve, you're going to be in a much better position to help your team understand why they're doing the projects they're doing. And they should be helping the project team members understand that. Do you know how much faster you can get projects done if everything is clearly aligned with the strategic priorities and the people understand the importance of the work they're doing? According to Harvard Business Review, 95% of the typical workforce does not understand their company strategy. If that's the case, there is no way that they are executing well on projects. So one important thing you can do without making any other changes is just to understand why you're doing the work you're doing and why it matters, and then helping to make sure the people doing that work get that. And finally, you want to measure and rigorously communicate the business value delivered by your new strategically aligned PMO and the efforts that you undertake. Metrics like return on investment, time to market, customer adoption, and risk mitigation make a bigger impact with executives 
and most PMO people aren't even looking at the metrics that matter to their executives and instead hang their hat on bragging about the budgets that they manage when all you're talking about is the cost side of the equation. No wonder the executives don't really see you as a value-driven organization if the PMO is thought of as just the people that are managing all the money we spend. So we have to change that dynamic. And you have to think about your organization as an impact engine, an organization that is not just looking at the cost side of the equation or creating costs for the organization, but instead is a driver of business value. So this is going to require you to develop a strategic mindset. Instilling a strategic mindset starts with asking powerful questions. Why are we doing this project? Who ultimately benefits? What crucial problems does this solve? How does success look five years out? This builds the muscle to see the interconnections and longer time horizons across the organization. It gets you out of this project-focused mindset into the bigger picture of how all of these pieces work together. You become that neural network in the organization because you get how things get done and you get how they make an impact. It also requires dedicating time focused for you and your team to deeply look at what's going on inside the organization, outside the organization, and what that means for your business. You can look at financial reports and publicly available data if you are a publicly traded company. You can look at the strategy and the goals that the organization has internally. And while they may have just thrown it over the fence to you in a town hall meeting, that doesn't mean you should be satisfied with a PowerPoint. You need to ask questions and keep asking them, even when your executives say they don't have time for you, because they're not sure why you're asking and they just want you to go off and do your admin work. But you know better and you know that you need to get answers to these questions if you want to be a driver of strategic change. And so you need to say so. And probably most importantly of all, if you don't want to be seen as administrative box checking, Gestapo, as my dear friend Lee Lambert has said for so many years about the PMO that's really just about policing instead of providing business value, then you've got to give your team permission to question the traditional ways of operating and not be afraid to engage leadership in a more strategic dialogue. The healthiest PMOs have really important and candid debates on project value, risks, and aligning work to future-proof the business and making sure that the projects you're doing are driving that best business value according to the strategic goals. Again, if that's not clear, you have to be asking different and better questions. So how do you showcase the value and build credibility all at the same time? Well, the hardest but most important task in all of this is showcasing your evolving value to influence as a leader and influence executive leaders and how they think about the PMO. But how do you do that? Well, you have to put the work in to quantify and communicate the impact of the work your team is doing. It is not enough to talk about on time, on scope, on budget. It is not enough to talk about the budgets and what you're costing the organization. It is not enough to talk about benefits. And it is certainly not enough to talk about earned value. None of that matters if you don't achieve the project's benefits in a way that made them worth doing in the first place. You've got to be looking at the worth it factor or return on investment. You have to be asking, is this going to help us achieve our business goals? What does success actually look like? And how do we make sure it's worth it? So let's say your PMO played a pivotal role in a 
long-term organizational transformation effort or a turnaround from declining revenue to increasing profitability, you've got to make that visible. The role you played in that, you've got to, as we say, toot your own horn. You have to say, we played a role in helping to get to the record profitability we have today. Or if your team led a project that improved customer retention by 20% year over year, you need to be bragging about that year over year. You've got to show how because of your impact engine, you were able to drive real, tangible, measurable business value. Don't hide your contributions in project wrap-up reports and lesson learned meetings and dashboards that nobody's looking at. You need to actively identify and tell compelling stories of the PMO's strategic impact with metrics that resonate to the C-suite. The executives need to understand how what you're doing is tied directly to the value you drive. This is going to build credibility for you over time, get you a seat at the table to be a part of the next round of strategic planning and help answer questions about what would it take to do this and ensure that you're never on the chopping block when it's time to cut budgets. Because that's the thing. If your seat is a cost center, if your seat is overhead, you always run that risk. But if you are showing the value and impact that your organization is driving, then your executives will rightly know that they cannot live without you. Okay, Impact Driver, that's it for this episode. Make sure you hit subscribe and download these episodes so that they are with you no matter where your high impact journey takes you. And make sure to be on our newsletter. It's free and I send goodies every week, new insights, ideas, links to the podcast, additional resources. And you will be the first to know about what's going on with the Impact Engine book and get some sneak peeks, but only if you're on the newsletter. So join pmostrategies.com forward slash news for free today. And I cannot wait to tell you more details about what is coming with our new book, The Impact Engine, later this year. Have a great week. And I look forward to sharing more insights with you next week. Bye-bye for now. 